You're listening to Adishokbe Live, the Afrobeat podcast. Whiskey, Prince were legends. They, they got paid a lot of money. I won't yeah. say how much, but they, they got paid a lot of money. A lot of money. And Whiskey came out. Nobody was expecting it. This was August. So now imagine the growth from February. February, he dropped his superstar album in June yeah. in Nigeria. Yeah. And in August, he was in the UK, UK. for his first maiden edition headline show. Whiskey literally tore up the crowd. Yeah. He destroyed, when I say he destroyed, he turned the whole place upside down. Bro, One Piece Square came on, bro. Four songs in, bro. Everybody was done. Everybody was ready to go home. Because they had had them. Bro, yeah, I, I don't think you understand. I, I remember. Like, it he, was mad. It was done. You're listening to Adi Shokbe Live, the Afrobeat podcast. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a brand new edition of Aishopel Live, the official Afrobeats podcast, where I break down the hottest topics within the culture or being joined by a special guest to break down the culture in itself. As always, big shout outs for all the support, for liking, sharing, commenting. Keep on subscribing to the YouTube channel. We appreciate everybody from AfriMedia to LM Studios and, of course, Shoes.com, which is a fantastic partner of ours, where you can sell your tickets if you're an event organizer looking to sell it out, whether you've got parties that you want people to come to, concerts that people should come to. You put your tickets on there. A lot of people will go on and buy those tickets. And if you're one of us that just wants to have a, go out and have a great time, you can go on to shoops.com and find the absolute fantastic event for you to attend. The tickets are on there. It's a brilliant platform. Make sure you go out there and check it as always. As we say here, get shoops in now. Joining me in the studio is an icon of the Afro Beats movement, a brother of mine, uh, somebody that I've tried to get on for a long, long time, not only because of his, his path and journey in this culture, but also the information that he carries within himself, as well as his expertise, uh, started to a lot of people as an event organizer, promoter, then moved into media, TV, media relations, and then moved into commercials, directing, producing, executive producing, then That's moved right. into creating experiences Jeez. at concerts. Is that me? Oh, shit. Bro, Oh my Listen, goodness. you've got to let them know. Ladies and gentlemen, hey. please give it up to the incredible Tunde Fini. Yay! I'm thinking, wow, is that me? Is that Listen, somebody else? Here? That's one of the reasons oh why goodness. I've always wanted to get you on because yes. I feel like it's about time that we start to give ourselves these flowers. Absolutely. Because, to be frank, other people wouldn't give us. No, no, I appreciate, you know, that, I appreciate that. Whether the the artists that you've worked with yeah. or the people within the culture, everybody just acts like, oh yeah, nothing's happened. that nothing's <laughs> happened. Um, you know, before we get into the culture in itself, yeah. I want to talk about your journey. Yes. I know I talked about you studying as an event organizer, yeah. promoter, yeah. before changing gears yeah, into yeah. TV and yeah. stuff. Give us a little rundown as best as you can. Yeah, the path. And oh, the hats that you kind of like put on yeah. within this culture. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I appreciate really appreciate it. it. Obviously, like you said, it's been a long time coming. Yeah. And yeah, but yeah, it's always, uh, now is always a good time. Yeah. Um, before I even go into that, I want to obviously give you your flowers. Thank to be you, honest brother. with you, you, you uh, do a lot for the culture. Thank you. You do a lot for the scene and uh, you're very, very important to the scene. I appreciate uh, you, like, brother. Literally, I, 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 I tell people that, like, listen, that, Adishokbe is like the is the Afrobeat mascot. 
he wears his cape like like no like no other man. And what you know, I want to really appreciate you for what you do and everything you do. Like you know, breaking artists, you know. Carrying this whole thing on your shoulder, like Thank it's crazy, you, and you know. Um, so my journey, I think, uh, I hate talking about myself, but you, yeah, got, you have, I to, have to. But you have my to. my journey, kind of like into this whole, whole thing. I've always kind of like liked entertainment. Um, um, so I started out like getting interested when I was in the uh, metropolitan. Well, it used to be Guildhall University. Then mm. uh, met up with my my very good friend David. Uh, he was in Black Knights Entertainment. Mm. And kind of like that's where I started hanging out with the, uh, a group of uh, promoters back then called uh, Black Knights. <laughs> and then that's kind of like where it started from. I started like going parties with them and, and stuff like that. So I kind of like, um, you know, what's, what's this about? They're organizing parties and stuff like that. Uh, but I always had my, my, my forte has always been in like marketing and seeing how to monetize. Mm. You know what I mean? Like sponsorships and stuff like that. So mm. that's kind of like how I came into the game. Like, okay, cool. You know, you have a group of guys that, you know, can bring, this was before social media, yep. that can bring 5,000 people, 2,000 people into a venue. Like, the brands will love this. Like, how mm. can we get your brand, the brands to come and, you know, uh, tap into what is actually going on here? And so mm. that's kind of like my in into the industry. Mm. Um and I kind of like started with Black Knights, and that obviously evolved into us having our TV show. Yep, on Ben Television. Yeah, Ben Television. That I used to watch every night Sunday shows. night. Absolutely. Loved it. Shout out to Dutch, shout out Come to Come on, Moore. man. Shout out to David, uh, Baby X, and everybody else that's involved, uh, Cassandra, and everybody. Um, and that kind of like evolved. Uh, so, you know, doing that, and then I started my company with my business partner now, who's my wife. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'll be with Phoenix Global Media. And basically, Using everything I've learned from, you know, doing that, uh, started a marketing agency, which was like, okay, finding, um, you know, companies to, you know, work with, you know, different event organizers and stuff like that in terms of sponsorship. Mm. And that evolved into, you know, doing TV shows, mm. uh, events, getting into events, organizing, you know, that's how we met Coco Bar, yeah. I partnered with Coco Bar, doing sponsorship for Coco Bar and just bringing everything, like all the acquired skills I've learned and bringing it on board. Um, and then that also now evolved into okay these artists are coming into the uk mm. to do shows we're bringing them okay cool like okay cool what about when they come here they can shoot music videos so that time you know working with a director called uh, mr momusa mm. that's how we kind of like started then aside you know it was like a conveyor belt so these artists will come, come and do in shows for a in the show UK, and then shoot, a video. shoot a video and that became you know a, a monster the staple on, yeah it became a monster on its own and mm. that kind of evolved into doing tv shows and and so far and so far so i've that has with everything I've done is led me to work with pretty much all the artists. All the artists. You saw them from yeah, the beginning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Who are some of the names of artists that a lot of people will be surprised to know that you kinda you were part of that conveyor belt that put them in the UK, not only on stages here, yeah. but also in music videos. Yeah, I'd say Whiskey, yep. um, David O, yep. uh, Burner Boy, yep. Tamaya. Listen, actually, everybody, everybody. like, we, we've worked with everybody, like, Pato Rankin. Yep. Pato Rankin was I, actually one that, was one of my, you know, favorite stories that, you know, like... I've got a story about yeah, it yeah, with you yeah, that yeah, you don't even yeah, know. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Um, and you know, pretty much everybody, and it was like, you know, beyond uh, doing the music videos, it was like, okay, you care about the art, you care about the culture, you care about the scene, so you put a bit more into it than you, you average. So it was more than shooting music video, it was more than, okay, finding out, how they can 
when they come to the UK, how do we progress Maximize. To, to the next level and stuff like that? And, and that's kind of like how everything evolved. And uh, from there, yeah, so so literally, I'm just, I'm just, it's I'm been, just an all-round guy, man. Listen, you know, I, 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 I'll tell I you this. Home, the funny thing is, when I mention some of the, the, the stages, like your event yeah. organizing stage, yeah. your TV show, yeah. whatever, every stage... I have followed your path. Oh, thank I've, you very much. Appreciate when it. you were organizing events with Black Knights, yes. the Nigerian independence yes, parties absolutely. and stuff, I paid to come to those oh, events. Oh, wow. That's crazy. To come and party. Yeah. That was the event that people like myself would look forward to yeah, yeah, yeah. as the one congregation of Nigerians yeah. where we could all meet once a year. Funny and enough, it was thousands. Absolutely. Smade was actually one of the contestants. That's how he said that. Yeah. <laughs> it was a contestant of Mr. Nigeria. I see. I think he came third or so. Yeah, yeah. He came third. That, uh, was a uh, rock, uh, no, was the what's the venue at uh, Elephant and Castle? Yeah, um, uh, yeah, yeah, the one that eventually was P Square that, that yes, did the show there yes, last. Yes, um, yeah, so, yeah he, he Coronet, was, Coronet, that's the one. It was, he was Smith signing out there. And after that, after the uh, Nigerian Independence, he came to me and the was like, Yeah, I'm signing my own event. And his first event was at uh, a club on uh, Oak, Oak Road. Road, and yeah. uh, you know, came there and uh, and yeah, it's amazing to see the girl. I've seen a lot, man. You've Jeez, seen a lot. I've and seen a lot, man. I've when, seen a lot. When you went well. from the event organizing and you started the TV show, yes. the TV show also became one of the most important parts of my kind of history. Yeah. Because that was one of the only places where, number one, we saw our stars live on TV. Absolutely, yeah. When a Peace Square was in town, when a Two-Face was yes, in town. Yes, yes. We knew that they were in the UK through that TV show one. Yes, yes. And number two, we also got to see them being interviewed on television. Absolutely. So it was that one moment once a week yes. that we would see, the, you know, maybe it was intro with DJ Abbas. Yes. It was yours, Black Knights, yes. or Sunday night. We yes. sit and down. And was the magazine show. Magazine show yeah, on a literally, Saturday. Literally, that, that was kind of like the, the trifecta of, mm. you know, and, you know, that was kind of like growing, like the, you know, the scene was still growing and, st and you know, getting used to, you know, whatever change was going on yep. and the involvement and that's kind of like was part of that journey and, and stuff like that so it, it was a great moment it, it, was, was, a, it, was, it, was, it was a great, great moment, moment now fast forward coming from organizing events yeah. and then setting up phoenix media yeah. and partnering with coco bar yeah. um you know the late 2000s yeah. into the 2010s yes. not only was it at a pivotal time for the afrobeats movement yes because there was a shift starting. Absolutely. We had come from a different generation of your two faces and, and we we're just stepping new, into yes, the new generation. new generation. Talk to me about that change. You mentioned something to me that was incredible in terms of how the artists, talking about collaborations with yes. international collaborators, yes. Yes. how that has changed. Yeah, you, you, you could literally see how it changed because like, um, I think... Um, 2004, 2005 was kind of like you know the two-faced era, yep. you know the P, you know two-faced era, P square, yep. star plus era, yep. um, and that was kind of like the beginning of you know like that was the time that UK started accepting wasn't Afrobeat, yes. then, it was African music, yes, you know Afro whatever, you yep. it, yeah, and um, you could see that you know you could see something was going on mm. at that time. You know, the, that was the first time, you know, all these big artists was coming to the UK mm. and doing shows. Um, at that time, it was cheaper to bring them, so you could have, like, two-phase, star-plus. Like, five artists. On, on, one, on bill one bill. And stuff like that. And then, obviously, that evolved, you know, from that 2000 to 2000, 2005 to 2010. 
than a social the network coming in. You know, the band, actually, the height of the band in the UK was 2009. Hmm. Now, don't forget, he did, there was a reality TV show. Yes, Coco, Coco Mansion, Mansion, that we were watching online here. It was here. actually huge in here. the UK than in Nigeria. Absolutely. Like, like it was huge in the UK. Remember, High TV was yep. here at that time. Yep. So it was huge in the UK. And on the back of Coco Mansion, the band came in here and did uh, the Twitter Coco Concert. Coco Concert. 2009 yep. at the Indigo O2. Yep. Was an amazing show, sold out. Shout out Coco Bar, shout yeah. out Smade, yeah. and ourselves. And it was, it was that was the beginning of okay, there's something happening here. Hmm. Fast forward 2010, um, you know, you start hearing about guys like Whiskey, like, hmm. you know, obviously the bank, the yeah. old guys were still holding up the fort, but then you started hearing about guys like Whiskey, something different, something totally different. I mean, hmm. you had, you know, one day, and, and yeah. that was the, you know, more hit era. Yeah. Then you, Whiskey like okay cool who's this guy and stuff like that. 2011, believe it or not, Whiskey's first show was supposed to be February 2011 at the Indigo Two. And he couldn't make that. He missed the show. Yeah. <laughs> he missed the show. Yeah. And then but he came. He, he missed the show, but he came anyway. And then we, you know, we the took clubs. Him took him. To that Hatfield was when he was University. at LA Lounge, yeah, yeah. Hatfield University, and stuff like that. Now that's when I met him. I thought, wow, this is amazing. This guy is young. You know, this guy is different. Mm. His sound. This, when Whiskey came to the UK at that time, it was three singles deep. Hold out your boy. Yep. Don't do. Don't do. And, uh, and tease me. And tease me. Three singles deep at that time, February 2011. And then he, he went back. He missed the show. He went back. And then that same 2011, came back. Applebee's Festival, August. Go Fine. headlining with P-Square. Headlining with P-Square. I'll tell you a story there. Hmm. P-Square. Ice Prince was the man at that time. Oleku. He was the man at yeah. that time. And then whiskey. Those were the headliners. I kid you not. Whiskey, pretty sure were legends. They, they got paid a lot of money. I won't yeah. say how much, but they, they got paid a lot of money. A lot of money. And whiskey came out. Nobody was expecting it. This was August. So now imagine the growth from February. February, he dropped his superstar album in June yeah. in Nigeria. Yeah. And in August, he was in the UK, UK. for his first maiden edition headline show. Whiskey literally tore up the crowd. Yeah. He destroyed, when I say he destroyed, he turned the whole place upside down. Bro, when Peace Square came on, bro, four songs in, bro, everybody was done. Everybody was ready to go home. Because they had had the... Bro, yeah, I, I don't think you understand. I, I remember like that. It he, was mad. It was done. Like, we had probably about 5,000 people outside that couldn't get Yeah, in. yeah. It was yeah. crazy. But obviously, the experience kicked in. Mm. <laughs> obviously, Whiskey, you know, but Peace Square... But people back and they did. But honestly, by the time Whiskey performed, everybody was ready to go home. You know what I mean? And then to see that how that has evolved to where we are now, you know, in terms of collaboration mm. and stuff. At that time, it was unheard of for Afrobeat artists to do collaboration with guys. The guys, the only two guys I could remember vividly that did any collaborations at that time was the, the band with when Kanye West jumped on. Yeah. Um, the song, yeah, but you look at what it cost him. It cost yeah. him signing to good music, good which music, wasn't a bad thing and at that doing time. international yeah. moves, Snoop Dogg, yeah, exactly. all of that. You know I mean, and then obviously the other P square, P square with Recross and yeah. Akon, and yeah. that cost them a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. Fast forward to the era of Whiskey and them. Whiskey didn't pay with Drake, Drake nothing, nothing to jump on, you know, yeah, I mean? uh, Ojo Legba, and that kind of like evolved to where we are now. Like, look at the gap it's taken 
you know, and now it's just it's like just we're random. Not, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not surprised we're, we're not anymore. Surprised. Like, listen, like, why wouldn't you do a collaboration with Afrobeat artists? That's what we ask now, mm. and it's just like we've, it's not, it's now normalized in terms of like doing songs with Afrobeat artists. Mm. So yeah, I mean, the scene has come so far, and um, yeah, it's it's it's, it's great. So, one so, of the yeah. one of the things that I always um, commend you for, apart from all the experience that you've brought, yeah. before we even get to that, yeah. you also now started. Shooting videos yes. for Mo Musa. Yes, yes. And ultimately, that partnership became yeah. probably one of the biggest music video directorship yes. in Afrobeat. Absolutely. Alongside Absolutely, Clarence yeah. Peters. It was Absolutely. Mr. Mo Musa, yes. Phoenix Media, <laughs> and Clarence Peters. Yeah, yeah, like, that was it. Yeah, that was it. Talk yeah. to me about that time. What was it that, that let you guys think this was a path and this was something you felt that, yo. We yeah, so um, obviously we, we always, we, we all share the office together. Yeah. And um, it, it just made a natural sense to pivot from, okay, doing the events. Like we already had the artists coming to do yep. the shows. Drew Kokoba, we do the events, and the artists are here four or five days after. Naturally, they want to shoot a video. Now, Mo was already doing little videos in the UK yep. with some UK artists, but yep. nothing with any Afrobeat artists and stuff like that. So it just made sense and, you know, to build that bridge. Mm. And my... My man is the way my man works is very different. Like so, for me, I always thought, okay, cool. If we're gonna do something, it should it has to be something different. Mm -hmm. So what became our signature was like, if you came to us, you know, you were getting something that you haven't got before, mm -hmm. and it would have a stamp of UK in it. Yeah. So when you look at all the videos from Whiskey's um, with EME, yeah. Still, to Timaya, to all the videos that we shot, they were all different, and it had all like stamps of you know uniqueness around around them. Um, it was it was very deliberate in terms mm. of the partnership, you know, and it was easy because we were already friends, we were already brothers, so it was easy to just make it work and just get you know get get it working. Mm. You know what I mean, the relationship was there with the artists, mm. so just getting them to do a song. So they were they were open to you know wherever they are. At some point, there was a trust there where. Sometimes we didn't even need to write a treatment. We were just like, okay, cool. We Machine trust the name. We know that these guys are going to just deliver. And that's what led to Caro. That was led to so many ginger, you know, so many, so many. You guys now started shooting some crazy videos with my budgets at that time. Absolutely. Bro. You know, and the funny thing is, I, I'll tell you this now. At that time, even though there were mad budgets, we actually spent, we didn't make any money. And it was deliberate because we were more caught up about making the image. The image than actually mm. making money. We were making money from other avenues. We were marketing, we were working with different companies here. That was like the primary, you know, what the business did. So mm. for me, this was like fun. And, you know, for more, he was building his name. Mm. So it wasn't a problem when the artist was going to spend 10 grand, 15 grand on the video. Like, yeah, we've spent everything to make sure that we got something video very unique. Quality. And that translated because every artist that came to the UK or even they if wanted they didn't that. Come, they flew to the UK to just get that service mm. because they knew you know, what they were going to get. And we pretty much, Olamide, everybody, we pretty much worked to everybody. So that, 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 that worked very well in that sense. And uh, yeah, mm. you know, um, and then obviously that translated to me working with different directors, Director Q, yeah. Sam Kirk and stuff, and was able to recreate. What do you see in, how do you spot directors? Because you, you I mentioned think, I, think, I think it's a synergy between you and the director. Mm. Like with a, with, with what one thing a producer does is like okay, you work with. I mean, I'm a different kind of producer. I'm very hands on mm. with not just from the time you get the song from the artist. Yeah. 
I'm like, okay, cool. How do we make? How do we translate this song? Um, and you know, you come up with different ideas with the director. Once you agree on an idea, it's now like, okay, the exciting part is like this thing that we decided we're gonna do. How do we bring it to life? Mm. And so, so for me, that seeing stuff from inception to finish is has always been you know exciting for me. And you always know a director from. You just you just know mm. <laughs> like you just there's no like you see from the hunger from the hard work and stuff like that you know Mo was like that from mm. the beginning Q was like that as well Q used to come and be a runner on our sets wow when that Mo like he used to be like carry boxes and stuff like that and he used to tell me ah oh, Baba you know like well, you know let's work I now can let's do this too I'm like you know, guy just chill man what when is your when is your turn when is your turn and and eventually you know it became you know he he did his thing and he was doing his thing already but I just felt like you know it would get to a point where it's your time, and when the time came, we started working together. We did a few productions like Omalaji, mm. yeah, with YC, uh, if, if David O, award winning, oh. gone gold in America. Come on, Yo, man, David, talk that flags, talk, man. Waiting for my flag, baby. Oh, shoot, <laughs> waiting for my flags, baby. Um, government gold in America, Smart. that you know, amazing. And you, when you look at all those videos, they all of them are unique. Because I, I like to immerse myself in the creative process mm. to say, okay, we need to give this artist something different and stuff like that. So, yeah, you know. Um, now, the next level, like I, like what I had to talk to, to you about was in 2018, yeah. you reached out to me yeah. that you were part of, you know, Phoenix Media and Coco Bar yeah. were presenting Burner Boys. Yeah you know, big show yeah. at Brixton Academy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and you had this vision, you yeah. wanted me to be part of the yeah. promotions, yeah. which was fantastic yeah. and stuff. But beyond that, yeah. you had started something years before, yeah. when Burner returned first to the UK. Yeah. He staged entrances. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, very proud of that. Cinematic yes. and incredible. Groundbreaking stuff. Talk to me, if you haven't seen any of Burner Boy's stage entrances yeah. in the UK, then you've missed something you incredible. You need to go to YouTube and yeah, go and check, and it. check it out. The one uh, in 2016, the yeah. narrative was Burner Boy couldn't come to the UK, he had problems with the police and blah, blah, blah. But you guys decided to play on that. Absolutely. And you shot a mini video. Yeah. Talk to me about that. Yeah, so again, it, this goes down to what we say about, because I, I believe every artist is unique. Mm. Everybody has a story. And for me, it's about figuring out how you tell the story of the artist that coincides, that, that resonates with the fans and, you know, like, it strikes a chord. Hmm. So with Burner Boy, you know, everybody knew his story. He couldn't come to the UK for a long time, um, you know, uh, but then finally, everybody was anticipating yeah. him to come. And then finally in 2016, uh, he did come. And I just felt like, okay, cool. Um, how do we, I mean, Burner Boy is a different kind of artist. Hmm probably one of the most different kind of artists I've, I've ever worked with. Mm. So the way his mind works complements how I work too. Mm. So when he came in, he wanted to do something different and stuff like that. So it was quite easy to say, okay, cool. Let's play on the fact that this, 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 this. So it was like, okay, cool. You couldn't come in. So let's see. Like a, like a, and, at, and at that time, what was really hot was power. Yeah. Power was hot. And there was a season where Lobos, you know, the, mm. the, the Lobos broke out. And yeah. That was what that whole thing was inspired about. So I always thought about, okay, cool. What can, what would people resonate with? What would they kind of engage with? And I thought, okay, cool. If we did a kind of like jailbreak out with Burner Boy and that sort of thing, that would work. So um, that's how we came up with the idea. And uh, yeah, came up with the idea and uh, got Q, director Q, uh, wrote, the, wrote the script and everything. 
came up. Don't forget, this has never been done before. Never been done. You know, usually artists just come out and say, yeah, let's walk up to the stage, whiskey, and it will just come out and stuff like that. There's no mm. real groundbreaking. Mm. And this was the first time it was done. And um, I, it came out and it was goosebumps, bro. It was mad. It was, I couldn't believe it. it. I, I, had, like, I had an out-of-body experience. It was crazy. I remember was I remember Julia Denuga was hosting the show mm. in 2016. And I was standing next to her and she was like, wow. And then she tweeted, this is the this is the best entrance entrance I've ever witnessed in my life before. Like, Crazy. even UK artists wasn't doing that. that was you know what I mean? But for me, I've always thought to myself, mainstream artists do this. Hmm. This is normal stuff. But why can't we transfer those things to what we do? You know what I'm saying? So that became part of Burner Boy's brand. brand. You know what I'm saying? And then that obviously made everybody else want to do it. But you know, he's, so that's so 2016 happened. He didn't do a show in 2017, and then, and then 2018. Now, one of the reasons why I want to talk about 2018, apart yeah. from the incredible entrance yes. again that you shot for 2018, yes. when you had a conversation with me, I will never forget that yes. evening. You said to me that, bro, believe me, Burner Boy is a unique talent. Yes, that's about to shock the world. Yes, and if Give it, just listen to me. Yeah. This guy, when the world eventually sees this guy, well, this guy will go from this side of the world to the other side. Yeah. He has what it takes yes. to take on this, your words, yeah. from Rihanna to any artist in this world. Yeah. This guy has that. That's what I've, I've Even I've though. I've always been a fan of Burner from the first videos and stuff like that. What I got from you that day, yeah. that's why I never forgot. Yeah. I held on to it like, this belief, like, you saw something. What did you see in Burner Boy that I believe 99.9% .9 of the world at that time hadn't seen. hadn't seen? Okay, so apart from obviously hearing music, unreleased music, mm. in 2016 when he did his show, that was probably the first time I'd seen an artist perform mm. incredibly with a live band in sync. His stage performance was impeccable. When I say impeccable, I mean he was performing songs that he hadn't released. And, and everybody the crowd was, was going crazy. Yeah. And I just saw that and I thought to myself, one of the things that artists, especially at that time, yeah. the new miss was like stage performance. They mm. were always good with dropping records and mm. stuff like that. He had that from lock from that time. Mm. He was performing songs that for the first time, and people were like, "I'm hearing like, this is this is not normal. This there's mo there must be more to." He loved the stage. He cared about the arts, mm. and he cared about live performance. Mm. When I saw that, I just thought to myself, "These are and he already makes good records yep. anyway." Yeah. So when you add all those elements to it, I just thought to myself, "It's only a matter of time." And don't forget, this time Nigel wasn't appreciating. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't appreciating him. It was until yeah. the day after the Brixton Academy show when we dropped those viral yeah. videos yeah. that Nigeria well, said, nah, yeah. there's a problem. It, it was even worse in 2016. Hmm. You know, because, that, listen, part of the matter is like, Bonner Boy, nobody, Nigeria hadn't seen an artist like Bonner Boy. Hmm. He wasn't part of the status quo. He would speak his mind. He would go against the grain. Hmm. That's kind of artist he was from the beginning. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, so the press wasn't his friend. Yeah. He wasn't, Considered to be brand friendly, mm. 
you know, mm. the odds was against him. Yeah. Apart from the fact that he dropped good music, yeah. What was he, he wasn't dropping, getting anything dropping, else? Yeah, yeah. Dropping, getting into trouble, or or you say something and and, and then press will, will blow yeah, it they, up. They want to blow it up and just. He came to the UK and I saw something different. I just knew that he's gonna pivot. He's gonna get better. Mm. This was the first time he was performing with his band, the so-called Outsiders. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I just that for me that moment if i wasn't a believer i was a, i was a, i was a believer mm. straight on from that moment and i just followed his career from that moment on and i only knew it was going to get bigger and bigger like mm. you know i'm not i'm actually not surprised of where it was grammy i expected it it wasn't like oh it was going to be it was only a matter of time mm. i knew it was going to be the first one because i saw not to take away anything away from the other artists yeah. but he was different it was it was different in a in a cult, you know, in a, mm. in a cult way. He had a cult yeah, fan yeah, base. Yeah, a cult fan base at that Every time. Every time. And that's what wins you stuff. It mm. wasn't considered commercial like everybody else. And when he came to the UK, HMV Apollo sold it out. This was, he wasn't hot at that. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Usually artists come to the UK when they're When hot. they're in flames. He, he just came because he, just, he had to come yeah, back. He, he yeah. came at that time. Yeah. People bought into him. I just knew that he's got 5,000 people here. He's going to multiply this 5,000 into many more thousands mm. going down the line. So I was sold from then. And 2018 was just like, bro, that let's was, just, That was the red let's carpet. Just, let's, just, let's just carry on from where, let's just carry on. Mm. You know what I mean? And then it was, you know, and then just from Like there. Uh, one of the reasons why I always, every time, you know, personally, I've always spoken to you. I yeah, message you yep. personally. Yep. Yep. Every time Bernard has yeah. any level of success, yes, yes. I always yeah, congratulate yeah, you yeah, yeah. because not only for your vision and the, the for vision of identifying his special, that special source he had, yeah, yeah. but your belief that he was about to carry the mantle to a next level. Absolutely. But also the way you believed in his music. Yeah. When Killing Them dropped, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I messaged you yes. because nobody, he dropped it when he was about to do a show in Lagos yes. during Christmas. Yes, yes, yes. Nobody was playing it. Yes. And you were on your Instagram saying, This record did it. And I messaged you. I said, Can you tell them to send me this? You said, Yeah. You got the record and sent it to yes. me before people were playing yes. that record. But you knew that that record was about to change. I knew, I, honestly, I knew at that time that that was the biggest collaboration that year and probably the following year. Damn. Because for starters, this was Burner Boy maturing into his confidence. Finally, mm. I can make now. People now understand no. who I am. Mm. I, he's been great for a long time. No, yeah. don't, don't get it twisted. When Burner Boy was doing, you know, when he was doing like to party, he was like, he, he was the guy. Yeah, it yeah. was just that every other thing else was not letting people see the greatness in him. Mm. Now, that, at that point in 2018, when he dropped that, when he dropped, I I knew that. Okay, cool. You've shared that stuff. People can now see beyond all that stuff and just focus on the music. Like, okay, Burner is going to be Burner. Mm. He's the fella of our time. Boy, he's the activist mm. of our time. Let's just accept him. Let's look at the music. When he dropped that song, don't for, at that time as well, Zatan was new. Yeah. And I just felt like my favorite rapper of all time in Nigerian music is Alamede and, you know, Reminis. Reminis. When, he, when Zatan came, I thought, this guy gave me that JV vibe. Mm. He brought that, something else. Yeah, give me that. He, he brought his own interpretation into the game because that whole Yoruba rap, yeah, one, it's been done over and said everybody there's different, yeah. uh, you know, there's been different people doing it, but he gave me a different vibe. Now, putting Bonaboy, who is already there, 
with this new voice in the hip hop scene together. Hmm. I just thought to myself, nah, what I'm hearing, it's not, it's not here. It's this is this is gone. From the first, I'm, I'm yeah, not kidding. Trust me, bro. I know. I, it was first, your story yeah, yeah. that made From me. From the ask first for the time song. I heard that song, I thought this is the collaboration of here. This, there's nothing touching this, and I just felt like the fusion of both of them together, where they were at the time together, was magic. They just went to the next and level. I, I don't even think they thought it was that. Yeah, yeah. I saying. thought they, they felt yeah, it was yeah, like a throwaway record. Let's just do it. You know, let's just do let's it. Just do know, it to keep the boss going. Whatever. But I even before I I knew that yeah that's that record was. Just based on where Bonaboy was and the fact that, okay, this is a new voice. Mm. You know what I mean? Because the first time I heard Zatan was on Able God. Yeah. I never, I yeah. didn't know. I, yeah. I don't claim to know. Yeah. 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 So from Able God to killing them, I just thought to mm. myself, this this guy has got something. And I just felt like, okay, where where African Giant was with him, magic. Mm. I, 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 I knew it. Now, coming off of that, the scene exploded, Burner yeah. Boy touring the world, Absolutely. concerts, yeah. all sorts of he stuff loves, going he on. on. He lives for the stage. He, he's, he's like, I, I, I told no, you before. I'm sorry, there's nobody talks more than Burner Boy. Like, if it wasn't for the pandemic, he was killing everybody. He, was, he, he, loves, he loves touring. That's where he feels on home, stage. On stage. He's cooked. He, he's he, he overcooked. Lives, he leaves everything on stage. Overcooked. If you go to a Bonaboy concert, no matter the price, people pay the price because Bonaboy show. You get it. You get your. You you will know. Swear, the know. man puts in a shift. Absolutely. Hey, where's the camera? That's yeah. the camera. Hey, said. listen to me, baby. <laughs> Bonaboy puts in the shift, baby. <laughs> listen, you don't don't play. Whatever the price on ticket is, you leave that. T- you leave the show. You know that. Oh, you know loaded. My man put in the shift, and that's that's barely full. It, 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 it drops everything. On Absolutely. So you, can't, you can't play when it comes to live performance. You, nobody can touch him. I'm sorry. Talk to me now, after the 2018 yeah. incredible year, not yeah. only for Burner, for people like yeah. yourselves yeah. that have put in so much and yeah. stuff. Yeah. You're listening to Adi Shokbe Live, the Afrobeat podcast. Right.